Hello everybody, this is Jeff McMaster from LeadershipEzra.com and you are listening to the Leadership Ezra Podcast, where we connect biblical truth with wisdom and apply it to the practice of leadership. If you love Jesus and have been called to lead, I invite you to join me as I connect the dots of faith, wisdom, and leadership. And if you want to dive deeper into this subject, order a copy of my latest book, Leadership Ezra, now available on Amazon. Have you ever struggled with compromise or conformity? That's the ongoing question we are talking about in this series. Today's discussion is the seventh in the series, and all of them are based on a study of Daniel chapter 1 and correspond to the articles posted each week on the Leadership Ezra website. The big idea we're discussing is how you can navigate pressure without deviating from your values, specifically the pressure to compromise or conform in an unhealthy or immoral way. It's really a discussion of how to lead and live with excellence without compromising your faith. And today, that begins by trusting God with the outcomes. In the article that matches this podcast on the Leadership Ezra website this week, I talked about an experience in my ministry of Christian education that put me in the position of having to decide whether or not I was going to trust God with the outcome of that experience. Now, if you want to get the full story of what happened that led to what I'm going to talk about today, you're going to need to read the website article. But here's where the article left off. I went home that day and told my family that my position had been eliminated and that it would end in 28 days. But then, with a smile on my face, I told them that God had a perfect plan for us that we could trust. I said that he was doing this for a reason, and therefore, we could fully trust him and didn't need to have any anxiety. We prayed together as a family and committed to having peace and confidence in what he would do. I am so grateful for a family that was also committed to the Lord, in this circumstance, and, and in such a way that they shared that same peace and confidence that I did, and we carried that burden and really walked through that journey together. So the next day, uh, which was a Wednesday, I prayed in the morning and then updated my resume and began to look for places to apply. By Thursday afternoon, I had copies of my resume ready to go and env- envelopes and about a dozen different places to send them. So I took them home, we prayed over them, I put them in the mailbox, and consciously determined to trust God with the outcome, choosing not to have any anxiety. The next day, my daughter came downstairs and told us that she had been praying and that God had impressed on her that I would be getting a phone call the following week on Tuesday, and that I would have an interview on Wednesday. We assured her that God could do that, but even if he didn't, we would still trust him. She was adamant that that's what God had told her he was going to do. So the next Tuesday morning, as she left for work, all she said was, text me when you get a call. I left right after her for work, and when I sat down in my office, almost immediately, the phone rang. You guessed it. It was a phone call from a school in another state, and I had an hour-long conversation with someone who finished the call by asking me if I could do a conference call interview with the search committee the next day. 
My daughter's response when I told her was simply, told ya. The end result was that literally three weeks later, we unloaded a moving truck in a different state over a thousand miles away, starting a new job at a new school. Now, I didn't know till after the fact that when my resume landed on their desk, it was just as much a miracle of God's timing for them as it was for me. We would learn over the next couple of years that there were clear reasons why God had uprooted and moved us so quickly, but it wouldn't have happened the same way if I hadn't been fully committed to trusting God for the outcomes and then responding accordingly. You see, that's the mindset that Daniel and his friends exhibited in Daniel chapter 1, which is where we are taking these lessons that we're learning. See, Daniel and his friends, they were uprooted from their homes and their families against their will, taken to a place that was unfamiliar, that was lonely, most likely antagonistic to their own culture and faith. And yet, they chose to have an attitude of complete trust in what God was doing. In their case, they refused to compromise their faith by adhering to their dietary laws and trusting that God would still keep them healthy. They refused uh, later on, you read this in Daniel chapter 2, to bow to an idol of the king even when the consequence was a fiery furnace. And years later, Daniel refused to cease praying to God even when the consequence was a lion's den. In all of those cases... They trusted God for the outcome that would come, regardless of what it might be. They knew that God had the best plan in mind for them, and they trusted wholeheartedly. I think one of the things that says it best are Daniel's three friends, just before they were going to be thrown in the furnace, when they said, our God's able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're still going to trust him. It was a conscious decision to trust God for the outcome, whether it protected and preserved their lives or took them. In either case, they put that in God's hands. What this teaches us is the importance of trusting God for the right outcome in our own circumstances. The hard part is often trusting him even when the outcome might be different than what we anticipated or wanted. But if you and I believe that God is real, and the Bible is true, then we can completely trust what God is doing. That means, therefore, leaving the outcome in his, in his hands because he has a purpose that he intends to accomplish for his benefit and for ours. Now, we still need to act, doing what is right, and intentionally planning and moving wisely toward the goal and purpose that he has in front of us, but all the while keeping in mind that God, and not us, is ultimately in control of the outcome and the end result. So when you face circumstances that are frightening, unknown, or unexpected, Daniel has modeled for us how to lean into God and how to be confident that he is going to do what is best. Knowing that, we can trust him for the outcome. That doesn't mean that we stop, <clears throat> stop doing the right thing. In fact, the outcome God brings about is typically directly tied to how we are living in obedience to him. So what we really need to do 
is to obey God without compromising first, and then trust Him for the outcome. Well, thank you, everybody. Again, this is Jeff McMaster, and you have been listening to the Leadership Ezra podcast, where we connect biblical truth with wisdom and apply it to the practice of leadership. Come back next time to hear me once again connect these dots of faith, wisdom, and leadership. And don't forget to order a copy of my book, Leadership Ezra, available on Amazon. Thank you and goodbye.